MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Pamphit. I am coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast corner of England. Today is Monday, October the 10th, and this year's show is to have a little look back at the NL wildcard series uh, from the weekend just gone and the handicap then NL Divisional Series, which starts on Tuesday, October the 11th. For a strong squad here tonight, uh, we're going to start bottom left, Dylan Rockford. Dylan, good evening. Uh, it's, I wish I could say it's been good to be with you. Uh, AL, AL was good, handicapped it really well. NL, I couldn't buy a win. So I couldn't get anything. Credit Munoff, he was on the Phillies for those series uh, at a plus price as well. So I couldn't get that series right. I had the Cardinals, lost all my money there. First game, game one, Mets. Lose, get shut out. Cool. Or no, Escobar gets the one home run. Cool. Lose my money there. You know what? Then the next game I'm going, I'm not gonna back them. I'm not don't take them. Maybe, maybe they'll maybe they'll lose. They actually win. So I go, screw it. I'm not even gonna touch a game three. Moon Moon off and I record NFL. He goes, What do you think? And as soon as he said that, I, I hang up, I go, No, oh, that's not good. It, it's not good. Two runs. We get one hit in an elimination game. This I have no words, so I'm all right, but we'll be all right. Okay, I was already saying hello and welcome to the show, but uh, <laughs> nice start. Uh, <laughs> Noah, how are you? You might as well tell us how your, uh, your NL wildcard began when that was Dylan's set of precedent. <laughs> I mean, um, it went all right. I, I talked about it on the ALDS. I talked about the NL accidentally. Um, game one over seven plus 105 was my lock in the NL uh, wild card pod uh, for Philly and St. Louis. That hit uh, just luckily, though. <laughs> I will say that one was lucky. Uh, the game one Mets team total under three was my dog at plus 105. That one cashed. Um, then I had game two Philly St. Louis over. That one was only 2-0, so that was a loss. Um, and then I had four plays in that. Padres Mets game. I went with the Padres team total over three as my favorite lock. That one was pretty easy cash. I thought the Mets bullpen was pretty depleted and Bassett had not looked great lately. Um, the full game over six and a half was brutal. It was six zero from the Padres. I was expecting at least one something from the Mets. I had Francisco Lindor over one and a half total bases. That one was uh, uh, wrong. And then I had Trent Grisham to get over one or over a half hit and he got one hit. So that guy has been a menace in the postseason so far. He is playoff Trent Grisham, as you've seen from me tweeting from the show account. But uh I mean the Phillies and Braves series that was or uh yeah. Uh, just hit it though hit it over to Moonoff. I talked too long. <laughs> uh Moonoff I was your um NL wildcard weekend. Um, NL was good. I mean, like Dylan mentioned, I had uh, the Phillies to win that series. Um, they came from behind in game one, which 
I think took a lot out of the Cardinals in that series. Um, and I think that just the pitching was overall better for the Phillies. Um, so they took care of business there. I did take the Mets in game two on the run line. Um, stayed away last night. I, I, I played a little bit on the over. And like Noah mentioned, that's an unfortunate loss here after you get six from the Padres and nothing from the Mets. But overall, between NL and AL, it's been pretty good for me so far. So hopefully we can give out some more winners here for the divisional series in the National League, Malcolm. Yeah, I do feel like we, between us, steered um, most people in the right direction here. I think um, I had the Padres plus 165 to win the series. I had them at plus 120-something in game one, similar price in game three. And I had uh, Philly to win that series at plus 110, which went against my instincts. Um, I went into the handicap and that wanted to take the cards, but actually uh, came out looking at the Phillies. So, yeah, that all worked out okay. So hopefully we can keep this um, Sharabang rolling on. Um, to the NL Divisional Series. Um, our odds will be taken from uh, WinBet. Now is the best time to get across uh, to our headline sponsor at WinBet. Um, you'll get a $100 free bet when you bet 100 bucks there. Uh, the casino is open 24 hours a day, a $1,000 bonus there, 100% deposit match. Um, and the WinBet Biggest Winners Club. Hit the biggest parley, odds-wise, get a $1,000 free bet. Uh, last week, someone turned six bucks into 4000 uh, and they got their $1,000 free bet. So WinBet is truly for DJs only. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. They know that we sent you. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you are someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We will start with... We'll start with Philly at Atlanta. Uh, For the series, Philadelphia are plus 175. Atlanta are minus 153. Uh, Game one here is Ranger Suarez uh, making his first playoff appearance. And the Phillies are plus 160 against Max Freed. And the Braves are minus 145. Totally is set at six and a half. Um, so there's a few things stood out to me. Ranger, the presence of Ranger Suarez here is pretty crucial to this series. Looks like he's going to get two starts um, if the series goes long enough. And there's a, quite the body of evidence that Suarez has against the Braves this season. Um, he's faced them five times. And every time Atlanta have loaded all the righties at the top of their order, I think they go... I think it's Michael Harris, the lefty. Um, Michael Harris, they always drop down drop down to bat seven and they go with all the righties at the top of Cunha, Swanson, Darno, etc. Um, Suarez actually got away with it this season. He hasn't been too bad. He's uh, 321 ERA, but that is a, uh, it is a worry. Suarez is really adjusted for it um, a lot. He, he cuts down on his fastball and he uses his cutter a hell of a lot more against the Braves, something like 16% uh, than he used to. Um, I think the Atlanta pen is in a, a good position here. Philly go, Philly like to go left, right, left, right, left, right with their bats at the top of the order. And the Atlanta pen, um, Brian Snicker tends to go in and by in and in the, the matchup. Okay, there. Um, Rysel Iglesias, I know Noah's pointed him out a few times. Um, he's been absolutely outstanding. Throws his change up against lefties, but then just reverts to the slider against the righties. So he's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, this is really close for me, but I think Philly are too big. Um, I know the the price here plus one seventy five. 
Is, I think it's too big. I don't. Dylan will give us his his lines in a moment when we speak to him. Um, so I'm going to take Philly to win the series at plus one seventy five. And I know, no, I was shaking his head at my little exotics when we finished off the uh, ALDS. Yeah, I've got Atlanta to get to win game one here at minus one forty five. So my other little pick is going to be Atlanta to win game one and lose the series at plus 700. Uh, so they're going to be my two picks. So yeah, a little, a little underdog for me here. Again, I think this is the second time I went into this um, Philly playoff um, escapade that they're on. Wanting to take the other side of it and I've actually come down on the side of the Phillies. Wheeler and Nola are obviously going to go in game two and game three. They pitched 12 and two thirds uh, shutout um, in the wild card weekend. So um, if if Philly can stay competitive, then behind Wheeler and Nolan, they've got a chance with anything. So really, this was a play on the price being too big. I'd have thought Philly might have been plus 130, plus 140, and we're getting plus 175. So I'll take the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Moonaf, uh, am I mad? It's tough, right? Because you have the defending World Series champs coming into this series against the Phillies and... But the season series, it, it was 11-8 to eight in the favor of the Braves. So it wasn't very overwhelming where the Braves just dominated the Phillies in, in, during the season. I, I think what you just mentioned there, Malcolm, that Ranger Suarez is going to be the key because he is getting the game one start here for the Philadelphia Phillies. And he's probably going to have to go either game four or game five if it does get to that point for this series. Um I, my gut is telling me to take the Phillies in this series. I think there's something about this team that's right now is clicking for them, right? And they're kind of the forgotten team in this NL East division because it was just a two-horse race between the Mets and the Braves down the stretch for the division, and and uh, and the Braves won that uh, the division. I, I just think there's just something about this 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 team with the Phillies that they're. I, I like their lineup. You mentioned the names in their pitching rotation with Aaron Nola, with Zach Wheeler. Uh, Ranger Suarez getting the start here as well. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with you, Malcolm. Give me the Phillies in this series to uh, dethrone the defending champions and get to the uh, National League uh, Championship Series. As far as Game One, I think this might be a game where the Phillies can steal one here. Um, and again, Ranger Suarez down the stretch was not very good for the Phillies. Uh, if you take it his last five games during the regular season, he was only two and two with a 4.23 ERA did have five starts this season against the Atlanta Braves. And they were kind of up and down. He did have a 3.21 ERA allowed 10 earned runs and about 28 innings pitched. I think that if he's able to keep the walks down, I think that he could be in a good position against his Braves team. Um, so I'm going to go Braves. Uh, sorry, I'm going to go Phillies game one. I'm going to take them to win the series here as well. Okay, slippery slope moving after agreeing with me. You want to be careful. Uh, Dylan, we'll move across to you. Um, you've probably seen enough of these two teams this season to give us a yeah. to give us a, an accurate uh, depiction of what's going to go on. Yeah, yep. NL East expert, 101 wins all for freaking nothing. Don't talk to me about that. <laughs> um, honestly, I would love nothing more to have the Phillies beat the Braves. I don't care about the Braves at all. Um, so I can see them winning. The game one is very interesting to me. I think it's the it's the game where I think Braves have the most chance to win the game because, like you guys said, with Wheeler and Aaron Nola, that one-two co- combination is they could compete with anyone, I think. So especially with their lineup with Harper, Schwarber has to pick it up a little bit, but that lineup has been hitting, I think. Um, so 
I, I think they can steal it. Games two and three, I think Philly are live. I think the price for game one is kind of right. I made the Braves a minus 190 favorite with uh, with Freed on the mound. So that that's my that's my number on the game. But as for the series, I, I would love to take the uh, Phillies. Let's see. Phillies, Phillies in five is plus 440. I like that. Okay, so we're three for three on the Phillies. Uh, Noah, are you going to be the voice of reason here? Uh, Rarely. (laughs) I am going the other way. I'm not confirming the team ride here. First things first, I guess to support your guys' point, this series does not deserve to be the early game for both of Atlanta's first two home games. Truist is a different animal at night. And in games one and two, it is the first game of the day. So advantage Phillies, I will say that. And I I guess I'll touch on this Phillies team first. The Philadelphia Phillies played the role of the bad guy for every baseball historian fan as they ended Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina's, and maybe even Adam Wainwright's careers. But I'm in being the bad guy, I'm treating the Phillies like the Mariners here. I think the Cardinals collapsed worse than Philadelphia did anything good to win it. Zach Wheeler and Aaron Norla were incredible. They did exactly what Scherzer and DeGrom were expected to do. Uh, Sorry, uh, Dylan, but this 27th ranked bullpen really makes me nervous. Sure, I can buy into Zach Eflin being the closer, but both ninth innings got really sketchy. Sir Anthony Dominguez's performance really impressed me in game two, being put in that leverage situation, striking out both Arenado and Goldschmidt back to back. But if I was a Phillies fan watching Jose Alvarado pitch, I'd have my eyes closed. Uh, that's your best lefty out of the pen, and he got tagged for a homer by a rookie and had two walks and two appearances. Uh, only getting a total of four outs in both games. Going to the Braves here, I like. I think the listeners know where I stand on this Braves team. They are my World Series pick. A lot of guys on this roster have postseason experience from last year's roster. Almost everybody up and down the batting order can't be slept on as they could deposit one over the fence at any time. And since the trade deadline when Atlanta acquired Rizal Iglesias, Iglesias, he's thrown 25.1 innings. And he's only given up one ray, one run for this Braves team, who have the fourth best bullpen. It's a clear advantage as they face the MLB's 27th ranked bullpen since that time uh, in Philly. Um, I think that three game series against the Cardinals worked out perfectly for them. It was able to, you were able to get a dominant performance from both Wheeler and Nola to not really showcase that bullpen of the Phillies. I think in a five game series, the Braves really get deep in there and it's not going to turn out as good as it was in the wild card. I think the Phillies can make this one interesting in games two and three, but the timely hitting and incredible bullpen from Atlanta makes it hard for me to see the Braves losing this series. I like Atlanta in five, guys. Okay, so Noah uh, takes the faves, breaks up the... uh... All the, sh- all the sharps getting on the Philadelphia Phillies there. Captain Insano backs him up as well. So you're not alone, no. Um, also, uh, my, my game one play, the props the props are still coming out, guys, But because uh, Max Fried was just confirmed. But I like his over Ks, over four and a half. He's cashed that in three of his four starts against the Phillies this year. And in two of those four starts, he had eight strikeouts. So this could even be a ladder play as well. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Welcome. That's all right. We like the, we like the ladder plays. Um uh, San Diego Padres at the LA Dodgers. Hold, uh, hold up, real quick. Sorry to ruin your flow, Malcolm, but I didn't get my game one play either. Can I get? Oh, that? sorry. No, you're good. I'm gonna go with the no, over. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the over here, minus 105. Not going to touch the side because I do think it is a coin flip, but uh, I set my line at 7.8. The over is hit in the last three games between these two clubs. Both teams can really swing the bat, and the Phillies just showed us even when they're down in the ninth, they could come back, score some runs. The Phillies have shown uh, they can get to Freed. Batters are hitting 259 off of him. Only three other teams have a higher batting average against him. So uh, I-, I think Freed and Suarez will both give up a few run sheets, so I love the over here. Yeah, Munaf was nodding in agreement there with you, Munaf. Was that a, an agreement of that play? Yeah, I, I want to check the uh, the wind direction as well as who's going to be umping this game. But initially when I looked at these two pitchers, I thought this number would be at least at 7.5 for the total. But right now it's sitting at 7. May move towards that direction. So if you're watching live or get to this early, I, I do like that over 7 uh, in this game. Um, the one thing that is concerning about the Atlanta Braves' bats is that either, especially against left-handed pitching, that they're either going to hit it over the fence or they're going to strike out. Because over the last month uh, against left-handed pitching, Atlanta ranked number two uh, in strikeout percentage as a team at 29.1, which is only behind the San Francisco Giants, which are close at 30%. And actually the Phillies uh, were number three right behind the uh, Atlanta Braves. So it's either going over the fence or we're going to see a lot of strikeouts in this game. Yeah. Okay, so that's the uh, the best two teams in the NL East dealt with. Uh, we're going to head west um, in a moment once I've told you about Fubo TV. Um, Fubo TV, if you're a football fan, gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone. And all the games are in 4K, no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment. No contract, no commitment. Cancel at any time. Try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Uh, Odds Trader is a place uh, for you to compare all the major sports books, all the different sign-up codes and promos, as well as get things like player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, and the crucial bet tracker so you know how you're getting on. Uh, all of this good stuff is to be found at oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. Um, okay, hey, so... Hey, Malcolm, can I talk about something me. before we get into the game? Yeah, uh, why just, not? In game, just in game three from all the nonsense with the Joe Musgrove stuff, uh, I had a tweet that went like viral and it got put in the New York Post. Uh, I had a video of Joe Musgrove going to his face right where his ear is. And that, that mm. whole that whole controversy last night, I don't think Joe Musgrove was cheating and using sticky substance. I know it's going around the, the league, uh, and there are quite a few pitchers that are actually doing it, but I don't think Musgrove has won. Uh, that, his whole face kind of looked slippery in general, not just the ear. And um, Andrew McCutcheon tweeted it out during the game, said it could be red hot, which I can completely agree with that. I played – college baseball in Pittsburgh and McCutcheon and Musgrove both had time spent in Pittsburgh, not together, but I do know that the red hot was used by a bunch of Hispanics that I played ball with and they even put it downstairs next to their boys. So I know (laughs) like in, in the cold, like that, that stuff kind of gets you going and Musgrove is like the hometown kid in San Diego. Um, Grew up idolizing Jake Peavy. Both wear 44. Jake Peavy is also a known guy of using Red Hot. Uh, Also said he put it uh, where the sun don't shine. So I I don't think Musgrove was cheating. Um, I just wanted to put that one out there. Um, Uh, By the way, the spin rate increase in Sano in the chat, it really didn't 
go too high. It only increased by about 100 to 150 revolutions per minute. Usually when you're using an illegal substance, it goes up like 400 to 500. I really think that was probably adrenaline. And it did decrease throughout the game due to probably f- fatigue. That's my only assumption there. Um, but go ahead, Malcolm. Plus, he, he was throwing harder as well. He was, he was, he was obviously I think jacked. he was damped. Yeah, exactly. He was throwing harder, and those two things are correlated. Um, I'm not claiming to be an expert, but the fact that he's throwing harder um, means that spin rate's going to be uh, going to be up there. Um, that um, you call it red hot. The, I think we've got a similar thing called deep heat here, and that is absolutely the go-to smell of changing rooms. Uh, any football <laughs> changing room I have ever been in absolutely stinks of deep heat. It's, and it is. It's everyone putting it on their nutsack for some reason because it's just absolutely fr- it's freezing where I live. Um, and yeah, and that is the whenever I smell that, it instantly transports me back uh, to any Sunday morning yeah. football changing room. I've been talk about it because that tweet went big nuclear. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, the San Diego Padres and the LA Dodgers uh, for the series. The Padres are plus one ninety. The Dodgers minus one fifty seven. Game one, we've got uh, Mike Clevenger confirmed for the Padres, who were at plus one eighty. Um, we had. Julio Arias down as the Dodgers pitcher, possibly Clayton Kershaw being mentioned now. Um, but we do see a line at minus 155. So I don't think we've been talking about this off air, but none of us can really clear this up at the moment. Total is set at six and a half. Um, but let's throw this across to um, Munaf to lead off for the Padres and the Dodgers series. Give us your game one and your series picks, Munaf. Yeah, game one here, we're seeing Mike Clevenger is going to be on the mound, and that's all I need to know to fade this Padres team. I mean, he just has not been very good against the uh, Dodgers this season. Three starts this season against the Dodgers, 0-2 with a 9.69 ERA. He's allowed at least four earned runs uh, in all three of those starts. He had uh, two starts back in August and one in September where he allowed five earned runs. Um, He he hasn't made it past the fifth inning in any of those starts against the Dodgers uh, in those games. And Dodgers went on to win those games eight to three. Uh, Let's see. The other final score was nine to four. And then the latest start on September 9th, the uh, Padres actually came from behind or uh, Padres actually won that game five to four. So, um, you know, it it seems like this series is almost like a little brother, big brother uh, type of situation. Season series, I believe the Dodgers won 14 to 5 in the 19 games that these two teams face each other. Uh, If it is Kershaw or if it is Julio Urias, both of those guys have plenty of success against the Padres. Um, I think this is going to be a a difficult series for the Padres to get past this team. Uh, Julio Urias, if he is going to be the starter, he is 3 0 with a uh, 1.50 ERA against the Padres. He hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of those four starts this season against the Padres. And Clayton Kershaw just has so much success against this uh, Padres team, uh, not only this season, but throughout his career. So, um, this is just a fade of Mike Clevenger. I'm going to take the Dodgers on the run line in game one at minus one and a half at minus one Oh five. And even on those uh, team totals, I'm currently seeing at four and a half at plus money. I think this might be a game where we see runs early from the Dodgers and, and they kind of put it away. So uh, I'll take the run line and the Dodgers team total over four and a half. Yeah, I think Munaf, that might be a template for three more uh, opinions that you're going to get in the next couple of minutes or here. Uh, Dylan, do you agree with Munaf? Yeah, for the most part, I do agree. I, I think they they sweep the Padres three nothing at plus three hundred. I I just think 
top to bottom lineup, pitching, bullpen. They they just do everything better than the Padres do. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the the series between these two, uh, what was the series between them? 14-5. 14-5 the Dodgers. Yeah, so – and and like like Munoff said, I, I can't back Clevenger, which is going into my handicap for uh, game one. And I, I surprise myself every day. You guys know I'm typically an under better, but I'm going to take another over here. But I'm actually going to take the first five over three. It's a little chalky at minus 120, but I still like it. This is probably going to be my favorite play for Tuesday. Julio Arias I have going, but regardless of who it goes, I, I think we get over this number. But Julio Arias, he's done a good job this season, but he does give up a little more contact at home than on the road. But besides his his last start, which was a one nothing win for the Dodgers, in his other three, uh, his last three starts against the Padres, the number has gone over in the first five innings in every game. The same thing is said about Clevenger and his three starts against the Dodgers. The number has gone over in the first five in every game. So the Dodgers are well rested. The Padres were just able to get to two of the best pitchers in baseball. So no disrespect to Urias or whoever goes, but if they could get to those two guys, I think they'll be able to get to him as well. So give me first five over three. Okay, so playoff Dylan's taking the overs. Like it, Dylan, little departure. And uh, Noah, what have you got? Since the trade deadline, the Dodgers have the third best team OPS at 766 and the number one bullpen in the MLB with a 220 ERA. I don't really have a reason for it because we praised this team all year. And that 15-4 and four record over the Padres speaks volumes. Uh, I said it in the last podcast. Uh, each of the four winners from the wild card series all won the regular season series against their opponents. But I am going away from my baseball logic, away from my gut feeling, and I'm going with my baseball eyes. I think San Diego can win this series. Look. San Diego Padres were the team that impressed me the most in this wild card round. I was live tweeting the games this, from this series, uh, from this weekend, from our account. Let me just say, playoff Trent Grisham is a real thing. Grisham <laughs> resembles everything that drove me nuts about this Padres team in the regular season. He had a 184 batting average during the regular season, and the Padres didn't live up to their expectations, and I lost a lot of money betting on them. But in October... I guess it's time to throw all that shit out the window because Grisham broke a franchise record, or he's at least tied it for the most cons- consecutive postseason games with an RBI. His current streak's at five, uh, tied for the lead. Not only was it Grisham, but success was contagious up and down this batting order, and especially at the bottom where Ha Sung Kim scored seven runs in the three games. Grisham was four for eight with three RBIs and scoring five times. And lastly, the nine hole hitter Austin Nola was four for nine with two ribbies, a run scored in three games. Robert Suarez was nails out of the bullpen in games one and three. And even Josh Hader had a stress-free ninth inning in game three. Um, Mike Clevenger is going to lose game one. Uh, they got, they pin the tail on the doggy with that handicap. But you, Darvish, Joe Musgrove, and Blake Snell all starting games with a hot lineup and a capable bullpen with an elite with an elite closer. This is my upset get crazy pick in the divisional series. Give me the Padres over the Dodgers in five. My game one pick is going to be the t- the Padres team total over two and a half runs at minus one twenty. Okay, so one of these kids is doing his own thing. Love it, Noah. Um, in the chat, uh, Dylan, I'm going to ask you about this. I think uh, Captain Tino was asking about the time being called. I think he must be talking about the, the Padres' bats kept asking for time yeah. against Bassett last night. Um, is that a valid strategy or was that a little bit bushly, Dylan? 
Bush League. No, <laughs> it's it's gamesmanship, and let me tell you why. Bob Melvin, the manager of the Padres, was the former manager of the Oakland Athletics, where Chris Bassett started out his career. He knows Bassett like a book. He says he's one of his best friends in the MLB. He knew that doing that would get under his skin a little bit, and even in the post game press conference, he was like. Uh, it didn't really affect me. Yes, it did. <laughs> he was just kind of like shaking his head, looking at him, stepping out of the box. Yeah, really it, it was a good it. strategy because Bassett's a kind of guy that works quick, and yeah, he, he kind of. And even besides the game yesterday, when I've seen guys take a time for five seconds, he kind of gets pissy. He go. He he kind of wants to get <laughs> in his rhythm. So is a guy like Max Scherzer too. They work really fast. So. Good yeah, it's a good it's a good strategy, but Bush League. I like that. I, I thought it was supposed to be. Of course you did. You root on my demise every time. <laughs> it's just it's game management in it. It's kind of, it's it's professional as well. That's what you do. You you get an edge in many different ways, uh, be it um sort of on the field or off the field. And yeah, why not? I do um, have something to say about the ears though, real quick. Oh come on then, let's ear gate. <laughs> the um, there was a video, and I saw it too. When when Buck Show, and I don't want people to come out and be like, "Oh, why did Buck Show Walter do that?" I think he had every right to go and make it check if they were cheating. Yeah. They were cheating, which I, I don't think he was cheating. I just think something's wrong with his ears. But like, <laughs> there was an angle, and there was uh, on live TV on ESPN when the umpires were walking towards him. He takes his hat off and he wipes his ears with his shoulder. Now that's sketchy. Now, someone who's not guilty doesn't do that, all right? Who's some, someone who said, yeah, exactly. Noah's doing it right there. So I, it, don't, don't tell me it was sweat. It was 45 degrees, 50 degrees over here in New York. It, it wasn't hot. So I, I don't want to hear it. There's a possibility that he was cheating, and that's it. I think it was red hot. It's just slick. Munaf, any last opinion on that? He doesn't care. I do not care. <laughs> That was minus 10,000 that Moonaf did not care about that. I could have answered that one. Um, well, for what it's worth, I'll give you my bollocks handicap to this before we move on. Um, I've got um, exactly the same handicap for game one as Dylan. Um, in terms of the over, I love the over seven here. Um, obviously, Clevenger's vulnerable. Whichever way you look at his stats, there's nothing to be said for it. And the Padres have been hitting. Uh, the Padres were in two of the three games. They hit some runs off some good pitches. So I love the over seven. Um, you can only take, as Munaf pointed out, I think the Dodgers run line in game one, um, a plus 105. Um, I am going to give the Padres one game in the series, though. So my picks are going to be for game one, um, the Dodgers on the run line at plus 105 and the over. And then for the series, I've got the Dodgers in four at plus 160. I think Darvish um, is capable of getting a win for San Diego and then the Dodgers will wrap it up. So give me the Dodgers in four there. And that is my little quick handicap um, of that one. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, that is the end of our NLDS. Uh, moving after, do you have anything to uh, add before we carry on? Oh, uh, looking forward to it. I, I, it. It's great that we get baseball during the day. It makes the day go by faster. I forgot who I was talking if to. If you could watch it. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Malcolm. That's why another reason why you need to move over to the States. Oh, okay. And yeah, bring IT department with you. So it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, no, we don't have any more issues. <laughs> but no, looking forward to it. Should be a, 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 a four great series. So definitely uh, looking forward to talking about it with you boys as we go on. You can watch day baseball, Malcolm. 
Power it's night game. baseball that you can't watch, right? Yeah, one o'clock game starts at six. Yeah, MLB, you've blacked me out. Remember, you have money. <laughs> you could go and buy it. I'll get you. A no, I sent you a link. You didn't need it this weekend, but I sent you one. If yeah, Malcolm Lewis gave us a tour of his house, it would probably turn into a two-hour pod because it's just it's just a castle that he lives in. Munaf has this impression that I live in a mansion, and that is absolutely not no, true. Last season when we were doing this pod, he would be in a different location seven days or <laughs> wherever how many days out of the week we were doing it. Aren't now you like just, a radio broadcast guy or you used to be? Didn't you make a ton of money doing that stuff, Malcolm? Oh, yeah, that's it. There's a reason I'm bumming around with you three, and it's not because I'm a rich man. Let me tell you that. Wow. Okay. Um, if uh, <laughs> if my I little you're rich did... from all your winning bets, come on. Well, if this Nottingham Forest versus Aston Villa has just kicked off in the Premier League, so if uh, if my under one and a half goals cashes, uh, then I might pay to watch the playoff baseball that I've already paid for. That's the issue, anyway. Um, <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us. David uh, was in the chat, Captain Zero, was back. Um, he's been back every night since we, uh, since we told him off. And made him, yeah, made him bring a note from his mom a few weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, enjoy it. We'll be back. We don't know what we're going to do this week, but we're going to come back and chat some shit is what we'll do. Um, we'll make some more picks. So, yeah, good luck with everything. Um, thanks for listening. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, download, like, rate, review, um, all the usual places. You know what to do. Uh, we do appreciate it. It makes a massive difference. Uh, and until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers.